Welcome back to Gardening Talk, back for a Monday afternoon. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp. Judy, great to see you back in the studio. Thank you, Greg. It's lovely to be here with you. That's okay. Scott, away once again? Yeah. He's pulling it all the time now, isn't he? He's, yeah. But he's almost fortnightly at the moment. Oh, is it that often? Well, it's been twice. It's, well, been, you, it's been twice in the last month, so well, it's you, fortnightly. You know, what management might ask me to do it permanently? They might get too sick of him. It might be an idea if you yeah. put in a good show today. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got planned for us today, Judy? Well, I thought I'd talk about all those lovely Mother's Day gifts that yep. um, plant-wise that everyone would have got yesterday, and also it's time for Cymbidium orchids. And we've got David from Cessnock, and he wants to know if you can use treated pine sleepers around his vegetable garden. Oh, good afternoon, David. Yeah, Jen, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Can I'm I ask Carl you... Day. What your yes. sleepers have been treated with? Well, they're the, the ones you buy at Bunnings and places like that. You know, the treated pine sleepers? Yeah, look, I'm sorry. I'm just a bit curious what they've been treated with before I give you advice. I mean, yes. I remember they were once treated with something that wasn't very advisable to use around your vegetable garden. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you remember that. So, well, why don't you give... Are they old ones you've got or you've just bought them? No, 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 I haven't bought them at all. I just didn't want to buy them unless I was sure yeah. I could use them around the vegetable gardens. Right? I think I'd be making inquiries what they have been treated with, David. Right, right. Otherwise, just use, you know, plain timber. Yep. It yep. seems to still do the job, you know, it doesn't. The pine um, sleepers were treated, uh, you know, to prevent them rotting. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I think if you get a good solid hardwood, uh, you'll be fine with that. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, but definitely ask before you buy them. Will do. Will Thank do. you very much for Thank the call. Thank you Thank you. Bye. It was arsenic, wasn't it? I they think, treat the yes, I'm sure in the back of my mind, maybe a listener's going to ring in yeah. and let us know. Just hasn't any bit of a guess, but, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it might have been arsenic. I'm, yeah, I think you're right, or something. Greg, yeah. Or lead. That's it wasn't crazy. lead. No, I think it was arsenic. I, you know, you're probably right, but someone will... um. Someone will call yeah, in now sure and let us, will know. let us know. Yeah, yeah. That was Mother's Day yesterday. It was. I'm sure you were showered with flowers. No. Myself? No, I'm sure Scott showered with flowers. Oh, no. Oh, didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be quite honest here. I mean, it doesn't matter if the world out there is listening. Um, uh, Simon, my younger son, gave me a bottle of wine and Scott took the garbage down for me. Oh, that was nice of him. Yeah. It's a thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Does he do that every so, Mother's Day? Once no. a year, takes the garbage out? <laughs> no, I actually had a beautiful picture of a cup and saucer at Myers. I uh, love to drink tea out of a nice cup. And his computer at the nursery, it's been propped up there for two weeks in the keyboard. Yep. And so when we went down for dinner last night down to the junction, I said, OK, give me my, my surprise. Where's my cup and saucer? <laughs> He said, Mum, I'd have had to go all the way to Charlestown Square to get that. <laughs> We've got Wayne from Abermain, and he's got some advice about shredded pine sleepers. Yeah, Just what yeah, we want. Scott. Hi, Jen. How are you going? Yeah, the shredded pine sleepers have got arsenic in them. They still do. They do, yes. And uh, it might be an idea to let them know if they ever use them, don't uh, burn the offcut. Right, and they still dip them in arsenic? They do. That's curious, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think they would have found a better method by now. That's to stop uh, well, them rotting, Wayne, isn't it? 
It is, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, well, okay, not for use on the veggie garden then. Not really, no. no. Well, I hope David's still listening, and uh, but he was going to check up anyway if they yeah, had been yeah. treated like that, yeah. Thank you very much, Wayne, for giving us that call. Righto then, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. I think that's out for David now. I think that's out for David. I hope he's listening. Well, we've got Julie now from uh, Warble. Wombrel, I think. Wombrel, yeah. Yeah. And she's got a question about a mango tree and also a ginger plant. Hello, Julie. Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm fighting fit, thank you. Oh, that's that's a worry, isn't it? <laughs> you don't want me to tell you the truth, do you? <laughs> no, we're being polite, aren't we? Yes, we um, are. My mango tree looks like it needs a cutback. When can I cut it back? Oh, not now, Julie. We're starting to head into cold times, aren't we? Yeah, uh, yes. Look, probably, you know, when, when it finished fruiting, does yours fruit down there in Wombrel? Um, we had a bad year with it. We only got about three off it. Right, right. Because we did have a very cold winter last winter and last year, and I think that that would affect you because mangoes, of course, uh, the further south we get, the less they want to behave. Uh, look, I would wait now until the next season when it finishes fruiting and prune it back then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think All if right. you do it now, the cold might affect it. All right, just makes it hard to spray it for the mildew because it's getting big. Getting That's too all. big. Look, yeah, cut it back, but, you know, certainly um, I don't know what the weather's like at Wombrel today, but it's a bit miserable here in Newcastle. Yes, so. same. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you wait a few days and see if the temperature picks up a bit and, uh, you know, and just lightly do it, I would. Okay. Yeah. I won't be heavy-handed then. Okay, that's the girl. <laughs> I've grown ginger this year yeah. in an old bin. Now, how do I know when it's ready and I can pick it? Look, pick it's, it up. It's yeah. It's really a case of pulling and seeing, you know, if it's getting, if it's um, not resisting. Oh, okay. So you know, just you know, pull the the um, or or you can simply dig around it. Yeah. To see. How long have you had it in? Oh, probably four months, five months. Oh, yeah, might be like a little bit like onions, you know. They take a bit longer. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. I dig Does around. Does it die off at the top or anything, Judy? Sorry? Does it die off at the top? Yes, it will, particularly in winter. Oh, okay. But don't All panic right. because then it shoots again double the size. Oh, uh, I've got it contained. Don't worry. <laughs> it's in a pot, is it? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Well, look, I'd just dig around with a little trowel and see what you think. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julie. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Julie. This is Guarding Talkback on 2NURFM. Any questions? 49216216. And we're off to Madawi now with Jeremy. And he's got a question about Venus flytraps. Hello, Jeremy. Yeah. G'day. How are we both this morning? We're very well, Very thanks. well. Very well. Um, yeah, my parents bought me a flytrap oh, uh, middle of last year, and it's, it's surviving fairly well. And I'm wondering if, uh, once it gets to a reasonable size, can I split it and make two? Well, you can, Jeremy, but you do realise possibly it will die back in winter? Yeah, no, that's why I'm waiting for spring to repot it, yes. and possibly next season um, 
once it's got a bit of growth about it, then I could split it. I think you can, not a problem. All right, you know, yeah. that's great. I'll and have to it, look it, up how to go about it. Yeah, well, look, at it, uh, you'll find also, too, it might have babies coming off the side. Yeah, yeah, little ones doing that come all, up. Yeah, all well, up. yeah, yeah. You know, simply cut it very carefully, and I think you'll be fine. You sound like you've done extremely well with it. Oh, I just followed the directions, kept it in sun, and um, it's actually been inside the my shed, just inside the window. So it's a, there's always been a supply of bugs sort of floating around it. So I think it's done pretty well. Yeah, plenty to eat. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, you're on the right track. Uh, you know not to cut it back now, come at, you're split it coming up to winter. And uh, yep. you've obviously got the right spot for it. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm doing everything right then. You are. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's the only plan I've got, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, well, it's a difficult one. So you've well, done well, very well with a difficult plant. Well, that's great. Well, that makes me happy then. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Bye. <laughs> I wonder if he'll he'll branch out now, so to speak, now that he knows he's doing well with one plant. He might, he might. But it's unusual. I gather he wasn't probably much older than you because uh, Venus flytraps are a thing that kids and young people get. Oh, okay. Particularly if your parents give you one. Yep. Yeah. Why why is that? I don't know. It's a popular thing Mm. amongst young people. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, they like to stick their finger in yep. um, and hope it closes <laughs> on their finger, but I can assure all those listeners out there that when the children do that, they have oil on their skin yep. and that particular leaf will probably go black. Oh. They have to catch the flies themselves. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. And I see it every day in the nursery. The Big sign, please don't put your finger in the Venus fly trap. <laughs> Boom, in their fingers go. I think the sign pretty much is an invitation. Probably is. I might take take it down, I think. <laughs> Fun fact, one of my friends was in a band that was called Venus fly trap. Didn't a last. They didn't last. Yeah, they didn't, didn't last. Didn't last. Did not last. <laughs> uh, well, they were all right. We've got Helen now from East Maitland, and she's got a question about Calistamon. Hello, I? Helen. How are you? All right, thanks. Your bottle brush playing up, is it? No. Right. I just want to know what to feed it. Oh, what to feed it? Only a bit of blood and bone because it is a native. Does that go for other nogies as well? Definitely. Okay, thank you. You're quite welcome, but don't overdo it because blood and bone goes a long way. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you, Helen. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And we've got Deborah from Blacksmiths, and she needs advice about using Roundup. Oh, hello, Deborah. Hello, Judy. I apologise for this crackling on the line. It's just the internet. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I hope, it, I hope it doesn't interfere with anything. No, it doesn't, but, boy, everyone's oh. having problems with that, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Roundup, I gather you've got weeds. Yes, and I'm just wondering about the, um, the cats and the dogs with it. Oh, okay. Look, um, are you spraying it or wiping it on? Spraying it. It's all up the side of a flat, so, yeah. Right, okay. Look, safest way to go is, of course, they shouldn't be around when you're doing it. And I wouldn't let them out till it dries. Oh, all right. But if they're eating the weeds, well, then, you know, that can be a different situation. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. well, probably a sunnier day would be good. Definitely. So you need like six that. hours of sun and they need to be dry and they need to be really growing. Oh, okay then. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if this... <laughs> I just want to send you a message from my daughter, Renee Nielsen, that used to work for, for you years ago. Oh, yes. And she said to say hello to Scotty. <laughs> Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah, and she hopes that you're keeping well. Oh, that, tell her thank you very much. And uh, I'm certainly doing well, and we're, we're all relocating the Sharps to a new place. So. Oh, it'll be so good for you. A new start, hey? It will be. And, um, Terrific. Yeah, it's air-conditioned too, which is wonderful. After oh, the last wow. summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, Deborah. Fantastic. Please say hello to her for us. I will. Thanks a lot, Judy. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Dan. Bye. Cheers, Deborah. We've got Bruce now from Elibana, and he's got more advice about pine sleepers. Oh, excellent. Hello, Bruce. Hi, Judy. How are you? Very well, thank you. Enjoy the show as always. Oh, great. You, you mean are... when I'm on or when Scott's on? <laughs> oh, always when you're on, Judy. I'm not still sure about Scott. I think he's a bit younger. <laughs> Bruce, okay, please help me with these sleepers. It's uh, becoming a uh, real interesting topic. The, um, the Most sleepers were treated with a product called CCA, copper chromium arsenate. Ah, copper. Right, okay. Yep, it's... Uh, it, and in the old days, you used to get sometimes a white powdery substance that uh, leached out of the out of the uh, sleepers. But I've used them for the last uh, ten years as a veggie garden. But what I do do is line them with builder's plastic on the inside. Right. Okay. So that even even if you do get anything leaching out of the sleepers, it cannot come in contact with your um, with your vegetables. Bruce, what about um, if it leached out from underneath, though? If it goes down into the soil, um, I've got mine stacked up. It's a raised garden bed, and they're up three high. So anything that sort of goes into the soil becomes non-existent anyway. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't really harm any other plants. It's, okay. only, there as, it's only there as a, um, as a wood preservative. Yes. And and it doesn't actually get taken up by other plants that I know of. But just to be on the safe side, I've lined my veggie gardens with builder's plastic. Yeah, but the other thing is, Bruce, I find hardwood does the job, though. It would too, Judy. Um, yeah. Except, except that it's much more expensive to buy. Oh, is it right? Uh, okay, you can tell I haven't um, hammered together many veggie gardens in the last <laughs> year or so, have I? <laughs> No, it is much more expensive to purchase right. um, in, any, in anywhere near the dimensions of treated pine. Okay. Um, and so most people these days go with the treated pine. Right. So we should tell David from Cessnock, yep, but please line it with plastic. Yeah, just as a precaution, grab some builder's plastic and line around it. Um, and all I did was just put a batten over the top um, along the inside to hold the plastic in place so it doesn't move around or flop about or anything. And um, it works very well. Excellent. Thanks, Bruce. You're very welcome. We Judy. appreciate your much. advice. You're more than welcome. Thank you, darling. Bye. Bye now. And we've got Anne from Bullard Dealer, and she wants to know what type of climbing plants she can plant right now. Oh, Anne, what are you, climb what are you planting them on? On a fence oh. or...? No, I dug a bed in the, in the, out of the grass 
and so I'm just going to plant them in the ground next to a fence. Right, okay. So you want to cover the fence? No, no I, well, I just wanted to know if I could still plant beans or snow peas or is it too late for them now? Oh, right, okay. We're talking veggies. Veggies, no. yeah. yeah. Sorry, veggies. too late for beans? Uh-huh. You can grow dwarf beans now but not uh, not climbing beans. They don't like the cold. Uh, uh-huh. You can do snow peas now and you can do pea peas. Regular uh-huh. peas. Normal peas. Normal oh, peas. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Normal peas. Well, they about, love the winter. Uh-huh. Peas are good and snow peas. And what about sweet peas? Yes, time to plant sweet peas, definitely. Okay, great. Okay, that's it for me. Oh, thank you, okay. Anne. That was really a nice, easy question for me. No worries. Thank you for thank helping you, me. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Anne. Thank you very much. We've got Clary from Willingham They've got a question about passion fruits. Hello, Clary. Yeah. Hello there. How are you? Good, good, Judy. That's excellent. Really good now I've got on to you. Oh, great. Thanks, Clary. <laughs> Do you know what? Pleasure, we haven't Judy. been bombarded with passion fruit questions this year as much. No. No. Right, well, Judy, I've got three passion fruits out at the present time. Now, I've got... I've got... The, I've got three. The first one, I'll mention that first. The first one had um, uh, abundance of flowers, but all fell off and hence no fruit, no passion fruit. Now, the second one didn't bear any at all, and the third one now is in blossom. Now, I've counted the blossoms. I can count them on two hands, really. And I've got Four passions now on them, green naturally, but um, yeah, I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Oh, Clary, reports about different things, but I just don't know what what I'm doing wrong. Well, darling, you aren't doing anything wrong. It's our weather. For the last three years, we've had a very unsettled spring, and passion fruit vines love a settled spring to flower and to set their fruit. And once they set late in the season, like now, the passions won't won't ripen. Right. You could leave see, them on there and see. Yeah. Hopefully we get a few warm days. But by the look of the weather today, we're on the decline, aren't we? Yes, all right. So you're not doing anything wrong. Firstly, there's the weather. The second thing is when you're coming up to spring <coughs> next this year, this year, Time goes quick, doesn't it? Um, you'll need to feed them perhaps with a bit of cow manure. Yep. And yep, the good. other thing is, it's the regular word Scott uses, sulphate of potash. All right. You've got to give them sulphate of potash. That helps hold the flowers on because we That's do get... Vi- I'll, write, I'll write that down. I'm in the lounge sitting down. So I'll write that down, sulphate of potash. Yes, that's it. Salt of product. Now, but how come, Jude, the, 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 the tree, the bush that I've got, or the vine that I've gone on now, has got fruit on. When I say fruit, I think there's about half a dozen passions on it now. Flowering all right, but dropping off. Yeah, because that's what the sulphate of potash does. It oh, helps right. hold the flower on. But the other thing is, Clary, Williamtown could be fairly open 
and prone yep. to winds a little bit. Yep. Yeah, and yep. that's what happens too. Uh, you'll often get a windy day. It happens with mangoes, passion fruit. If we get wind through at the wrong time, the flowers just are blown off. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny thing, Jude. Um, I'm chilling. I, where I got my vine, <coughs> it's behind a, a wall. It's a wall, uh, and the only wind we really get is either a southwesterly or westerly, and it's completely sheltered from those winds. That's what I can't understand why they are. The, the why they're are dropping? Off. Yeah. Mm. But have you fed it, Clary? Sorry, love. Have you no. fed it? No. Well, no, I've the... only fed it with a bit of uh, fowl manure. Right. Better off. No. Can we switch over to cow next time? Cow, yeah, yep. and the sulphate hang on, potash. Hang on, I'll write that down. Okay. I've got a second memory. You're Cow right now, right. so we've got it sorted a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think I have, love. I, um, I've heard various reports about passions. I was an ex-ambo, and um, we have a retired ambulance booty every, every month. And, um, and one of the guys that was with me said that You've got to have um, two varieties. Now, what the varieties are, I don't know. No. But you've got to have two varieties to have them both there. I've got a lot of bees about too, so I've got no problem with bees. It's just that they're, the flower's not hanging on. That's yeah. Right. So, so that's... I think you, what you've said, I might have, might have picked that up. Oh, good. Excellent. And, Clary, you can always ring me at the nursery if you're worried, darling. I could even go and see you. Oh, that'd be lovely. No, no, hang on, hang on, love. You're, you're moving now, aren't you? Yes, yes, to Derby Street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were over in Alice Street, weren't you? Yes. Well, still yeah. there, still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good, 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 um, a good, um, Industry too, love. You're doing real well. Oh, thank you, Clary. We've tried hard for 39 years, so <laughs> yeah, we've done something right. I thought right. you was about that old dude. Oh, thank you. I, I started when I was 15. <laughs> I, 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 try, I, I try to be nice to all the people that I love, Judy. Oh, thanks, Claire. So that, was that, that was that compliment I gave you. Thank you, darling. I appreciate that. Okay, good luck now. with the passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, bye. I think you've actually got a few fans today, Judy. Yes, yeah. They can't hear me coughing and wheezing, can they? No. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's Gardening Talkback on 2 and URFM. Any questions? 49216216. And we've got Graham from Fern Bay. And then, hot topic today, treated sleepers. He's got more, yeah. more info. Graham, tell us away, please. Yeah, good day, Judy. Look, about four and a half years ago, I created a couple of gardens in my place with, um, with the treated sleepers from Bunnings. Yes. So, um, one garden has has um, uh, orange jasmine and lavender and 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 some other bushes like that, um, and they're they're uh, doing brilliantly. And the other garden had veggies and herbs, and the same thing. And I, you know, I've had no issue with um, anything leaking out of the uh, out of the sleepers. I haven't I haven't lined them with anything. Um, I've just you know. Uh, fed them with sea salt and various other things, and and in terms of you know 
we've been eating these things and we haven't suffered any ill health. So I, I, I don't think there's any real issue with um, any poisons um, uh, leaching out of, out of the sleepers. No, Graeme, look, I'm sure uh, the way everyone's eco-conscious today, uh, that if it was a problem, would would have been stopped many years ago. Don't you agree? Yeah. Because yeah, once we so. all used uh, treated pine sleepers and, uh, you know, I'm sure something would have been uh, done by now. So, uh, but, you know, it, it's not a bad suggestion, another caller made, to line it with plastic if you're worried. Yeah, well, like I said, I wasn't worried and, and we haven't had any issues. And and the herbs, the veggies and, and the other bushes have all, um, you know, done really well and we've suffered no ill effects. Oh, thank any. you for okay. that. Yeah, that's great because, you know, I think um, my gentleman from East Maitland, David, I think. Yeah, it was David, yeah. Yeah, he needed a bit of reassurance. So that's really yeah. great. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Judy. Thank you. Bye. He was from Cessnock, actually. Cessnock, yes. was he? I was close. Where did I say? Maitland. Uh-oh. Close enough. Next, next place. Next next city. Now we've got Maggie from Saltash, and she's got a question about a mandarin tree. Hello, Maggie. Hello, I'm here. Oh, great, great. Did you go out to get some lunch, dear? No, Belm, I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh, you couldn't? Oh. Uh, okay, what you. can I help you okay. with? Okay, I have a mandarin tree. It is. It was absolutely laden with um, mandarins. I had a white mealy bug on it, and and it's only been in for about three to four years. I sprayed it with my own made-up pesticide. Now, in the pesticide stuff, I had vegetable oil, detergent, garlic and chilli powder, water, sprayed it, and in no time, the fruit started falling off, and so did the leaves. Now, have I done something wrong? Maggie, I can just only think it was all too strong for it. Was it a hot no. day? Was it a warm day? No, not that hot. It was only last week. Oh, right, so it was, it right. It wasn't that hot. Right, OK. So chilli, garlic, you know, they're all things that you could apply to um, and it shouldn't create a problem. What else did you put in with it? Chilli, garlic? Vegetables. Vegetable oil, detergent, chilli and garlic powder. Yep. It might have been the detergent. I wonder if the detergent burnt it. Oh, really? Yeah. Look, all you can do is keep watering it and leach the soil as much as you can. And you generally find uh, when a plant's in stress like that, particularly citrus, and they defoliate, often when people give them citrus food in a pot, they'll drop their leaves straight away. Uh, They can be a little bit tetchy, but I find they do shoot again. All right. So I think if you keep, you know, washing it down and watering the soil, uh, I think it'll shoot again. Well, I've had rain this morning, so that's helping it too. Yeah, so, pity about your yeah. fruit, though. Yeah, that's yeah, a shame. Yeah, but, it, you know, it all fell on the ground, so, you know, we're eating it. It is ripening eventually because some of it was ripe and some was a bit green. Right. Um, but uh, we're still eating it, you know. But uh, it's, I just thought I must have done something wrong. Well, Instead I of think... using pest oil, you know. Yeah, look, you probably maybe go back to pest oil next time. Yeah, yeah, I think I will. <laughs> okay, dear. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank bye. you. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Maggie. We've got Colin from Western, and he's got another question about passion fruits. 
Colin, what can I help yep. you with? Um, I'm thinking of putting uh, a passion fruit vine in. Um, and where to plant it, I've got a shed there. Would it be all right sort of up against the shed? Oh, definitely. Is that a warm spot, Colin? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I'm just a bit worried about in the summertime whether it'd be too hot. Oh, passion fruit do like the heat, really. Do they? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. As long as you keep the water up to it when we yeah. get the summer. Yep. But it is getting a little late now. Were you getting a grafted one to plant? Oh, I'd, I'd buy one of her, one that's already in a pot or something, you know. Yeah, I'd already look for a started. grafted one. Uh, Look for a grafted one. A grafted one? Yes, and it'll, you know, it will take root a lot quicker now. Uh, A seedling grown one will probably suffer a bit from the winter. Yep. Okie dokie. Right, thanks very much for that. Thank you, Colin. You're welcome. Right, bye. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Colin. Well, Judy, we're almost out of time for another week. Yeah, quickly today, didn't it? Time is flying past today. Yeah, it has. What a great callers. Yeah, interesting. I like the sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very hot topic today, the sleepers. yeah, yeah. Now, Mother's Day was yesterday, we mentioned earlier, and you've got advice on taking care of Mother's Day plants. Yeah, well, Greg, what happens now, cyclemen are given to a lot of mothers. Yep. And you know what they are, of course. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, they're beautiful. The colours <laughs> from white through to purples and, and cyclamen colour. Well, the secret is uh, at night to pop it outside because your houses are starting to get heated. Okay. So you pop it out in a sheltered spot because they actually like cold climate. They aren't hothouse plants. Right, yeah. So that in, might be a bit of fresh air, so to speak. Yeah. In Europe, they come up through the snow. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And the other secret is to water under the leaves, not on the crown of the plant. Don't right. overwater it. And chrysis, the old-fashioned plant that a lot of mums would have got, when they're finished flowering, you can, in fact, plant them out in the garden and they will multiply and you'll have flowers to pick next May for Mother's Day. Okay, very good. Yeah. All very good. Well, Judy, I'm sad to say that we've probably run out of time for another week. Yes, that's a shame, Greg, but has been fun being here with you. That's some great calls today and Scott should be back next week. I'm presuming. It's it's fortnightly, so you assume he would be. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>